Hello world, I'm Jared Cunningham and this is the Freelance Forum, a series of podcasts aiming to provide up-to-date information on new developments, training and insights for freelance journalists in Ireland. The Forum is held twice a year and has been possible by support of the National Union of Journalists and the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland. But because of COVID restrictions, we've moved online and become, for the moment, a series of podcasts. If you're a journalist, welcome aboard, and in many cases, welcome back. If you're not a journalist, you're just as welcome, and we hope you too will find something of use. And, okay, and joining me today is Patrick O'Moran, a former Irish Times staff journalist who still writes a column for the Irish Times, and uh, writes and teaches on the uh, topic of mindfulness, uh, something I think that would be... uh, becoming more important for a lot of people at the moment. There's a, a lot for people to deal with, Barak. Uh, there is a lot for people to deal with. And uh, some of that, I think, is because, well, first of all, we have a lot of time on our hands to think. And also, everything is changing around us, you know, quite apart from the health effects of the virus itself. Um, there is the fact that you've got uh, say, for people working in the media area, you've got uh, media cutting back, um, sometimes quite drastically. And for people then who are um, uh, sort of outside of that area, they're losing, they're losing work as well. And, and then there's the uncertainty, how long will this go on for, and so on. It's like, like your whole kind of world changes, you know. And that is something that we, that is quite, uh, troubling to people usually. Okay, so if you were to give me one piece of advice or one thing to do to make the day easier to get through or make this time easier to get through, uh, what would that be or, or where would you start? I would say that in order to get through this in good shape, uh, one of the important things is to watch out for the danger of of ruminating on things from the past that are upsetting, maybe just, and this is not necessarily things to do with this current situation, but things from your own life in the past that you can't do anything about that might be um, uh, things that you failed at or things that people did or, you know, all sorts of resentments and regrets that we have and that we can't do anything about anymore. If you fall into brooding on that, it can really stress you out and bring you down. It can put up your blood pressure. It can have all the, all the effects of something bad happening right here and now. And the same thing is, applies to thinking about the future. You know, we all face a challenging future. But if you think about it in an, in an exaggerated kind of way, again, that just stresses you out here and now. Um, in one uh, aspect or branch of psychology that's described as catastrophizing you know uh, thinking up the the worst case scenario and getting lost in it so this isn't about it's not about pretending that everything in the garden is rosy because everything in the garden is not but it's about being able to say that you will um, you will go through this um, as best you can without stressing yourself out completely by um, by dwelling, by ruminating, by by getting lost in it, so to speak. And a way to avoid that rumination, there's a couple of different things you can do. Like from the mindfulness sort of approach, there is um, 
just coming out of, practicing coming out of that kind of thinking when you find you're lost in it. So even if you have to, say you have to plan, what, are you, what am I going to do in the next couple of months? How am I going to get through this financially or otherwise? Um, when you find yourself generating kind of scenarios, you know, kind of um, very scary scenarios, to just step out of that, maybe into noticing your breathing or what's going on around you, and if necessary, then get down to planning, because planning is different to fantasizing. And it's fantasizing about things going wrong that can really make uh, things much more difficult for us than they need to be. So I would say uh, getting good at stepping back out of that is a good thing. That can also uh, be just coming back into awareness of your posture um, or awareness of your, say, your hands and feet. Um, One trick that I would sometimes use is just becoming aware of my breathing and of the sensations in my feet and hands at the same time. That's actually quite a lot to be in your awareness at the same time, but it can stop this um, excessively uh, negative and scary thinking. Um, and especially where, you know, we're all prone to that kind of thinking. It's the way we're made. But when people work in an area, say, where insecurity is kind of a built-in thing, you need to be able to deal with that and to, to not... Um, get lost in that very scary thinking. So you, and you're better able to deal with the facts if you, if you watch out for that kind of thinking and don't get lost in it. Another way is to have a phrase, and I would use the phrase not happening now. It's not a very elegant phrase, but it works for me. Uh, if I find there's something coming into my mind that's upsetting or that uh, makes me angry or that makes me frustrated or feel helpless, there's nothing I can do about it right now. I would say to myself, just not happening now. And then go back, redirect my awareness of whatever I'm doing. And when you do that, uh, after a time, when you use that phrase, your, your mind, your brain associates that with you stepping out of that kind of catastrophizing and very um, dramatic kind of thinking. Uh, and so a phrase like that can become quite helpful over time. So I use not happening now. Other people use other kinds of phrases that they have, like, I know this too will pass or whatever it might be. Some people just say the word thinking, but not happening now is, is a good one. And, um, and then just doing things and keeping your attention on what you're doing practically. So there are just some ideas that I would have. When you say doing things, um, is this sort of... You know, the things of everyday life like making a cup of coffee or a cup of tea or you know is, is this the time where I should sit down and write a great Irish novel or, or learn to speak Irish fluently again? Well if you can do those last two things then you'll be doing uh, very well indeed if you can do them during the time of the lockdown um, it's, it's just it's kind of doing uh, things that can absorb your attention and these can be quite mundane things just physical things even just uh, Tidying up and um, uh, tidying up, washing up, um, uh, maybe doing some, you know, people who are into games, um, things like that that take your mind off the, the darker side of things uh, can be quite helpful. Yesterday, I know this sounds really pathetic, but yesterday I wanted to get my mind off something. I was up in my bedroom and I just rearranged, I just sorted out all the things in my laundry basket, you know, and then I put them back in again because there's a queue for the 
washing machine in this house at the moment. Um, but it just gave me something else to put my mind on, silly as it is, you know. So you, when people talk about things like mindfulness, they often think about, you know, somebody with a gong in a Buddhist temple or something like that. But if you don't happen to have a gong and if you don't happen to live in a Buddhist temple, you might have to do something ridiculous like um, sorting the items in your laundry basket <laughs> or um, you know, tidying up again um, or maybe uh, just washing up, just doing things. It's just another way to take your mind off when you find yourself sort of getting into what I call catastrophizing, which also is going into very kind of negative thinking about the past. And the past often gives us more hassle than the present or the future. When you're going over things um, that you didn't do that you should have done and you did do that you shouldn't have done and these things are at you, well, that's not doing you any good. And also, if you, uh, but, and, and by going over and over it in your head, you can't actually resolve it. All you can do is kick yourself. And um, so it is better to just come out of that into the present moment. And the present moment can be very mundane. It can be very dull, but it can be a better place to be. So that's just one way to sort of come out of that thinking, or it's a number of ways, I suppose, to take yourself out of that thinking. For someone who's new to all this, like me, I mean, one of the things you mentioned was to have a phrase, like, uh, yeah. not, my, not my problem right now, basically. Or, yeah. or, or not happening now. Um, yeah. Are there any other, you know, simple ways to just focus for a while and just uh, de-stress a bit that you would uh, give to someone starting off with? this? Yeah, uh, there, there's a couple that I would, I would mention. One is uh, that I, uh, where you, you just sit there or whatever, and you're 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 focusing on your breathing for a while. Try and make your out breath a bit longer than your in breath while you're doing this, because that uh, is is more relaxing. The out the out breath connects with the part of our nervous system that calms us down. So if you're giving more awareness to your out breath and making it a bit longer than your in breath uh, while while you're doing this, um, that can be a help. Um, and then the thing, w one sort of very simple mindfulness exercise I always do with people is just noticing your breathing like that, just making your out breath a little bit longer than your in breath. Um, trying to stay with that for maybe say even just for a minute. And your mind will drift while you're doing that because that's how we're designed. But uh, you just keep coming back, keep coming back to your breathing. And then just move on to awareness of your posture. Now, this isn't about adopting some kind of meditation pose or yoga pose. It's about just being aware of the fact that you're sitting or standing or lying down and what it feels like. Um, and then maybe onto the feeling of your feet against the soles of your shoes. Or you might even be wearing shoes, but the feeling of your feet, the, the soles of your feet. Um, and then maybe sounds that you can hear from inside and outside the space you're in. Um, not commenting on them or analyzing them, just using them as something to put your mind on and then maybe back to your breathing again. So but that's, the, that's the exercise, and you don't have to do all of those. You can just do one of them. The whole thing is you're moving your attention from what's happening in the world inside your head uh, to what's happening immediately around you, outside your head. Um, so that might be what's going on in the, um, in the room you're in. If you're lucky enough to have a garden, that might be what's happening in the garden. Um, it might be um, 
hearing sounds, you know. Um, so you're moving uh, and actually paying attention to your breathing is, is, is sort of moving your attention outside of your head because you're actually directly, you're deliberately directing your attention. So it's about where your attention is quite often. The more you do this, the better you get at it, I should say. The more often you do it. I suppose the only the I suppose the only uh, the only other observations I would have is that I find that um, it does help me to have a bit of a sort of a kind of a list of things I'm going to do to the, today, um, because if you have a lot of time on your hands, it somehow somehow it flow it flows away you know and people wonder my god why have i not done all those things that i said i would do if i had lots of time and it flows away and it's kind of not satisfactory even a list of things like you know watch judge judy um uh, read the paper um you know even things like that that are not doing a whole lot of hard, a whole lot of hard work unless you happen to be a journalist i suppose um and um but have them on a list and work through it. It gives you a sense of control. Human beings like a sense of control. And especially at a time like this, when there's no, when in the wider world or in the wider <coughs> environment, we don't have that control. And we're trying to, with the lockdown, we're trying to exercise control by doing nothing, which is kind of uh, a tricky one. Um, and then just choose what to do from the list as you go through it. Making a choice each time. Again, making choices makes us feel better. Even if the choice is just that now I'm going to go and I'm going to take my stuff out of the, the, the wash basket I'm going to put in the washing machine. You know, choices, just deliberate conscious choices make um, also help us to feel a bit better. Um, so just having a list of things to do, just having conscious choices. The other thing that then that comes up um, again and again in research is the value of just knowing what you feel a bit positive about or what you feel grateful for. Um, lots of people resist this because they think it sounds silly, but um, it actually does lift your mood and it's been well proven to lift your mood. If you just take the time to notice what's, what you can feel positive about right now or what you do feel grateful for right now. Um, and part of that, uh, I suppose, without I don't want to overload people too much, as you go through a day, even a day that you don't like very much, you will from time to time find yourself in a good mood. You'll feel good from time to time. Uh, whether that's most of the day or only a little bit of the day, who knows? But it's important to just spot that. And when you notice that you're feeling good, just try and stay with it for a little while. It won't stay forever, but stay with it for a little while. Because we have this strange thing as human beings that we, we want to feel good, we want things to go well. As soon as we notice that we're feeling good, we pay no attention to it. We go off and look for a problem. Um, but just give a little bit of air time, if you like, to, to your good feelings as well as to the, to the stressful ones. So there are just some ideas that I would throw out there. Great. Thank you very much, Parik. You're very welcome, Jerry. Uh, I'm uh, glad to talk to you. Uh, and um, I just hope that that is of some help to people who I know are going through a fairly challenging time right now. So thank you very much. Do you want to plug a website or anything? Well, I have a website which is www.podrigomoron.com um, and that, that that has tons of, of free uh, audios and videos and also um, 
loads of articles about mindfulness and so on. And I think people would find that quite useful. And then I have um, a daily, uh, I have a daily mindfulness reminder that I send out. It's called the Daily Bell. And a lot of people get it. It goes out every morning early. And if anybody wants to sign up to that, it's free. And again, they can sign up via the website. So it's podigomoron.com. Great. Thanks a lot, Thank you, Jared. Thank you very much. <laughs>